Today's episode of Daily DVR is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head over to CuffLinks.com right now. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. Now listen, the Delta's out there. COVID's still around. We know that. But people are going outside. You can be safe. And if you're going to be outside and you're going to be safe, you know what you're going to be doing? Looking good because you went to CuffLinks.com. Whether you're getting married, going to a wedding, you want some nice fall accessories, okay? And when I say accessories, I don't just mean, oh, that's a nice little thing there. How about some Star Wars? How about some Marvel, some DC, some Game of Thrones? Cufflink has all the greatest high-end accessories that you could want if you want to look good. And they have the fun stuff, too. All the stuff that I mentioned, all the geeky stuff that we love. So head over to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20, save 20% off today. Thank you, Cufflinks. Cufflinks.com. Welcome back to Daily DVR Does Impeachment, American Crime Story. We're here today talking about episode three, Not to Be Believed. And I've got two wonderful ladies with me today. Gina's here. Hello, Gina. Hello. Glad to have you back. And we've got a great guest today. If uh, people out there heard us cover, what was that show that we covered, Jenny? Um, We covered Big Little Lies. There you go. And The Circle. Yeah, baby. And... Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. We talked some Yellowstone. It's Jenny. Jenny's here. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting uh, me, you two. Oh, you're welcome. Of course. You're welcome. This is fun, and we're going to have a good time talking about another great episode. I really enjoyed this one. We got our introduction to Matt Drudge, um, (laughs) Billy Eichner, who's fantastic, and uh, just overall another great episode. Pushing this story along towards the actual impeachment itself, you know, I think that we're this one more than any other episode to me, I started to really see the pieces of what Coulter was doing, what was going on with Paula Jones, how things were developing. And I was really surprised at some of the interactions between Bill and Monica that I had no idea took place. Yes. It was. This was an eye-opening yeah. episode for sure on many different levels. Very I have cool. to agree. Uh, but before we get into that, I do just want to let Jenny talk a little bit because we went over the first two episodes. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the series so far. Any recollections you have of when this was going on in real time back in the nineties? Just kind of just kind of bringing you into the fold. Anything you want to relate about this show so far? You have the floor. Well, thank you. Um, I've been enjoying it so far. I mean, I only remember high level details back from when it was happening. I did listen to the uh, Slate's podcast they put out about it. Um, uh, I think that came out in like 2018 or 2019. It was pretty good coverage. And it it went into uh, Linda's, the tapes that that are apparently going to be on the episode next week and things like that. But it was... um, I've been really enjoying it. And I agree with what you said on um, the one from last week where you said you you thought it was uh, strange how people were kind of t- uh, 
giving bad opinions about it or whatever, or so many yeah. people seem to have such a bad opinion about it and you just didn't understand why. And I, I think it's, I think it's been good. I, I uh, texted with Gina about it a little bit. We were, I was saying that I thought that all the actors were doing a very good job. I think that um, what's his name, Clive Owen, that's playing Clinton. When I was watching the one from last or uh, from last night, I was really noticing the makeup that you were talking about from last week. And I actually do think that um, Clinton at that time period does look, did look better than Clive Owen as Clinton in that time period. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm like trying to circle that around. I'm like, I, I really, I agree with you. Um, I, I uh, was talking to Gina about some of the um, different, I, I thought it was, so you guys had talked about how um, you thought or that when they were talking about, you know, eating the lean cuisines or the microwave meals or whatever, and they were both so weight conscious. And that was something that they seemed to have in common. And um, so the fat suit thing on what's her what's her name? I know the actress, but Sarah, Paul Sarah yeah, um, like I, I noticed that more in the episode from last night than I had because I thought she really doesn't even look like she's wearing a fat suit. She just looks like she's wearing, you know, uh, those jackets or, you know, the the blazers from the 90s that are really boxy and make you look mm, big. Yeah. Um, Shoulder but pads. On, yes. It, in the, but there was one shot of her walking away where she yeah. definitely <laughs> looks kind of hippie. Yes, <laughs> and, I did notice. I was like, wow, they really built out her butt right there. <laughs> yes. So, so that was that was like the only thing that the only time I've noticed that about because I didn't think that she looked as big as I remember Linda Tripp being. Yeah. Um, from the coverage from back in the nineties, but that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. She's doing an amazing job. They all are. Um, I I thought that the actress playing Monica, whose name I do not recall, um, that. She's a little um, chestier <laughs> than, than Monica was, but still she's doing an amazing job and she does look so similar to how Monica looked and their chemistry, her and uh, Clive Owen has been great. Like you guys were talking about last week, I've just been really enjoying it. And I'm like learning new stuff. Like when they first started this episode with the whole thing with Matt Drudge at the, what, what was that? The CBS gift shop? Yeah. At the yes. lot or something. Yeah. That's what I gathered. And then I was like, he's so skeevy. Who is this guy? He and then when dude. I was, then when, when, when he was doing the little thing at the end where he was doing the Seinfeld thing and, um, and, and it said, uh, the drudge report on the from line or whatever in the, in the email that he was sending out. And then his name tag said, Matt. And I was like, Matt drudge. I remember the drudge report stuff coming up during the Clinton scandals, mm -hmm. but, um, I, I did not know it was some super skeevy looking guy that used to yeah. manage the CBS gift shop. On the <laughs> <lot>. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I didn't, I didn't realize that either. Um, I just remember he broke, he, and he's the one that ends up breaking the whole Lewinsky story. Right. Um, and that's what put him on the map. He still produces the Dredge Report, by the way, you can go to DredgeReport.com. And it looks but. exactly the same. <laughs> it does. So funny. It looks exactly so the same. So I just no money into anything. I've just really been enjoying it. I've been finding it really interesting and compelling. And I think that the way that they're telling the story definitely does put Linda in a, um, the, 
uh, bad guy role, but that's the role she played in real life. So, I mean, it's being true to the story. I think they are adding in some little, I've, I've, we'll talk about it as we talk about last night's episode. I'm sure I keep saying last night. So everybody's going to hear this at some other point in time. I'm sorry. I keep referring that to time matter. on a podcast, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> but um I, I found some of the dialogue that they put into this particular episode really interesting because it seemed like it was commentary on uh, 20 tw- now, yes, <laughs> 2020 yeah. and 2021 yes. and such. So I thought that was really interesting. That's so anyway, I've had my really long monologue, almost monologue. So <laughs> we should probably get to something other than Jenny just sitting here talking. <laughs> Those are good points, Jenny. Those are great points. The drudge thing. Um, and I agree with you. I noticed more so in this episode, and maybe it's because they're getting to the more um, upfront aspects of how they were going after Clinton, you know, mm-hmm. that they're they're kind of equating it to today. And not only today, but just recent events, whether it's Trump or cancel culture or Me Too or whatever, right? Because I think in a lot of ways, I mean, I feel, I don't know about you all, but when I was in the the 90s, when this was going on, and a little bit earlier when I was in college, there was a big thing of, you know, like Dennis Hopper in that in that movie where he was like the 90s are going to make the 60s look like the 50s or what, right like there was this whole Woodstock thing right like it was like the 60s or it's been thir- and now I think if you look you have a similar thing where there was so much similarity between recent events and the 90s that I think that they really kind of put those in. And that was like a year ago too, because this thing's been sitting on the shelf. So has it actually uh, been sitting on the shelf or did they halt production? Like I, I thought that they started it back up, you know, probably when it was safe to do post COVID everything. Cause I thought they had shot most of it already. So maybe, Mm. I mean, maybe you're right that there were, there was some more they had to do, but I thought that they had written and shot, like most of it already and could have released it earlier, but you may be, you might be either way. It, it, it did shine in last night's episode. Um, and uh, we are going to start with drudge. We might as well get into it, man. This really does bring me back. And they, they put a little bit, I don't know how much Limbaugh is going to be in the show, (laughs) But they, you yeah, heard <laughs> the limbo. Yeah, you heard them yeah. talking, right? Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And yep. that for me, when we first talked about covering this, I remember saying to Gina and just thinking myself, like, man, most of my experience of listening to the actual impeachment was sitting in my car while I was on lunch break from, I think, like Daytech Online and <laughs> listening to Rush Limbaugh because. There was no one else covering it. I didn't like Rush Limbaugh, but there was no one else that was so obsessed with it. Right. Right. He was the one that did the, you know, nation held captive for XX day. Oh my God. It was crazy. Yeah. It was so (laughs) theatrical and drudge too. I remember drudge was, I loved going to match drudge because again, the conservatives really did jump on the internet a lot earlier. Um, And we see the result. Then a lot of liberals did using it as a political device. 
-hmm. And I, I totally remembered that Drudge did this because there was another thing he did and I didn't, I should have gone back and found it for the podcast, but where he broke something about star Wars. And I remember that's how he first came onto my radar is I was like, why is this? He just tried to do anything to get attention. Yes. Well, so, he, was, he was digging through the trash Yeah, he was literally a dumpster diver. I mean. <laughs> yeah, and it really yeah. does harken back to those, like that, Ed, when he was like, that's Edward R. Murrow. Like, he he like he wears the hat, and he's like, I'm Matt Drudge, and I'm on the beat, you know? <laughs> so weird. Very the strange. The way he's talking to that girl in there, like, she's like, I just want a poster, dude. <laughs> yeah. Su- super eccentric, weirdo journalists want to be I mean he he did put a stake in the ground and and in some ways he's super innovative right because I remember right. I was, was still working in PR when all this was happening and then you know kind of one by one all these like trade and business publications would mm-hmm. go online it was it was the very early days of the of the internet I was still using like a dial-up modem for for work at that time yeah. and hearing hearing those sounds again and and he really, he really was on top of it. And I think he, he said to, was it Ann Coulter? He's like, she's like, where have you been? And he goes, I'm waiting for the internet to be invented. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, weirdos. Like it's they're amazing. perfect for each other. Yeah. It's really amazing. And now so it's kind of funny because I could imagine that if maybe a 20, maybe someone in their early twenties watching this would just accept that like hey that's how everyone gets famous now right like you go on tiktok and you shake your ass and you're making a billion dollars so it kind of is so right so it's like he he he's not anything special today but back then the even the way people looked down on him and they kept on asking him like the hat the, the the voice are you for real like straight up asking him <laughs> uh, <laughs> which i thought was great the way he was a like big weirdo he just took it right like he was like yeah i am and he just kept on soldiering through which i mean i guess it's it is billy eichner and i love him so but i i was happy that they started with drudge and i think that the aol stuff everything was just fantastic yeah it was, um, and I mean, he's very interesting too because he doesn't have a formal college education, but he's one of those people you know is really smart and super well read and like, like is you know too smart for his own good type of thing. <laughs> and um, you know when he's in with those Washington snobs, he just kind of fits right in and totally you know. He, I mean. Ann Coulter was clearly setting up her friend to leak the fact there was like mm-hmm. another person. Like it was very contrived. <laughs> and I guess that's the awful stuff she's been doing like her whole freaking life. Yes. What did you, you know when you guys discovered that she was only 29 or whatever, whenever <laughs> she was doing this, I was like, really? And, and honestly, like, I know I've seen her as a talking head on TV at some point in my life, but I don't watch news like that. Like I never, except for like at nine 11, did I ever like be an all day consumer of the news? And so does she really talk like that? She does. She has That's a very awful voice. Yes. 
Well, I mean, like the way that she talks, like the yes. manner, like the way she puts yes. emphasis on yep. multiple words uh-huh. in a sentence and just, ugh, it was just weird. She like, definitely uh, talks <laughs> like that. Yeah, she's, like, yeah. she's almost like, yeah. is Kobe Smolers just not doing her no. well? No, she's she's doing she definitely awesome. looks like her, the way they've dressed her. And I'm like, that's just weird. That's a weird yeah. way of talking. But I know that there are people that talk weird i mean i it's, remember uh, it being a whole thing with that elizabeth uh holmes or whatever oh, yeah. oh man I, yeah she's got robot voice yeah no <laughs> well, you're she right. deepens Jenny. her voice to sound more manly or whatever is what i've oh, understood it to yeah. be but yeah whatever yeah well, no it's um, a whole well, triumvirate like i always thought of like coulter roger stone and drudge being like just also they're also very sexually ambiguous you know there yes. it's been thought for years that drudge is gay at some points he's kind of confirmed it then retracted for, it's the same thing with coulter like yes and yeah. and roger stone too they, it's it's just a uh they're like they well, I think are, Roger Stone is kind of confirmed he's a swinger. Like yeah, I think he he, he, go, oh, he goes both ways. But yeah, you got a big old tattoo of Nixon on your back. You're you're ready for anything that day, you know. Um, but yeah, it's a weird thing. It really is the 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 speech. To me, what I can only credit it with, and I think this show is definitely portraying them like this, which is. They have no morals. They have no scruples. They don't, they're not conservative or liberal. They are simply out for attention and to forward their own name at all cost, regardless of what they're doing. Much like Linda Tripp. Yeah. Gina? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's all your vendor. No, no. It's just like that is exactly. And I, one of the things I wrote down was Linda seems to have a very high opinion of herself and her importance. <laughs> um, that is super funny because I wrote, she's so above major dad. She's important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gerald McRaney's plane is landing in two hours. <laughs> yeah. And she was like uh, brushing up by watching episodes of his TV show. Oh, and taking notes too. Right. And <laughs> like taking I was notes. doing when I was watching this show. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, she, it, I mean, I think that is the, that is the theme, right? That's the theme of this show. And I think in the midst of that, we had our wonderful love story of Bill and Monica last week, <laughs> which doesn't continue so well into this week, but you know, the, the in a, in a in a way you have trip herself keep on saying like keep my name out of it keep my name out of it and but all then, she wants is her name just, in it yeah then she yes <laughs> she does everything to make sure her name is in it it's yeah. ridiculous yes yeah yep. and um who is it Kathleen Wiley says to her you know I forgot who you were you love this you love the mm-hmm. drama and it's like yeah she's a total shitster. Yep. Um, and I wrote, Kathleen knows who Linda is for real. That was <laughs> for real, great. for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was. that was um I think I think we talked about that last week, Gino, where we said at some point someone's gotta kind of call her out, or there's gotta be a point where it it the show shows us that she's taking a turn, right? Mm-hmm. Towards totally yeah. just claiming things for her own story. 
And that is obviously what happens there where Kathleen calls her out, puts her exactly in her place. Then she goes back and describes her in those exact words to Isakoff. Yes. Oh, yeah. She was basically describing herself. Yeah. That's what um, I wrote too. Yes. Again, we, oh my God. It's like we are, we are mind three now. of a mind. Yes. Well, <laughs> I think the show does a good job of, in this episode in particular, bringing things full circle because we are headed into, I think that's a, a good hallmark of Ryan Murphy too, is a lot of times, sometimes he's way too fast. Like an American horror story, the show will just change dramatically uh-huh. in one scene. But I think in this, you've only got the 10 episodes and we can't develop her character for 10 episodes. We see who she is now, right? Mm-hmm. And and she's like out about it and talking to Isakoff and we know it's going to continue and the next thing is going to be get the dress and contact, right? The special and counsel. And tape the phone calls the huge that's the real betrayal that's coming but um and she sees and and we see i'm sorry but we see that the the notes she was taking last episode really were such a great clue towards what's to come you know yeah i mean i feel like we got that right from the beginning though when she basically almost kind of forced monica back into the relationship with Bill Clinton after Monica's like, it's over. Yes. And she's like, are you sure? And she <laughs> did it again this time. Like he dumped me. And she's like, are you sure? Like she just loves playing puppet master. Like she, I don't even know if blue dress mm-hmm. would have ever happened if it wasn't for Linda Tripp, quite honestly. No, she definitely. And yeah. and that was one of the things she had said about Kathleen. She said, she's inserting herself. She wants to matter. Mm. It's very sad. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hot really. kettle. Because <laughs> um, she's like, definitely, that's exactly what I mean. She's inserting herself into every situation that she can because she wants to feel like she's a player in the game, and she's not. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. She's she's really pathetic. She's like the worst thing that ever happened to Monica Lewinsky for sure. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. really tooling Mike Isakoff along and. Being someone that has worked with journalists for the majority of their career, like no journalist I've ever met would like let someone let me tool them around like that. Like, are you kidding me? Like, is he that desperate for a big scoop or it's just he looks pathetic in this. Uh, (laughs) Just like have some balls, dude. That's Mm -hmm. You know, to me, I, I have to say that I felt like. It was a peculiar way to um, portray that dude on the show because I too felt I was like, am I supposed to feel like he's really is he does he see who she is and he's just being patient and letting her kind of work herself up to the point where she's going to do what she does, which is let everything go. Right. Yeah. Um, Or is he really just jumping at everything and i'm still not sure i want to believe that they're writing him a little bit smarter but maybe maybe he's not a favorable character in this story i mean but then again you know maybe he's easy to tool around he basically let matt drudge scoop him yeah like he (laughs) he didn't have the whole story but it's like why are you even meeting with this weirdo yeah you know what i mean like seriously and why did he call him like 
dude. Yeah. He didn't <laughs> or, seem to I understand mean, that that was going to happen. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of like, why, why, you know, why? I don't know. It's just strange. Yeah. <laughs> strange. That, that, really that strange. is interesting. And I, I don't know enough about why he or, or how or why he would be portrayed. Right. Um, by the producers in a certain in a certain yeah. light, but I do I was kind of feeling like I was waiting for a scene where we got a little bit more of a wink and a nudge from him, where he was kind of like, "Yeah, I knew this was going to happen," but then he just ends up getting scooped yeah. and seems stupid. Yeah. So, and it was like they were using him to show. Hey, news has changed. This whole Clinton Lewinsky thing was also tied into the rise of the internet, alt right on the internet, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's see. The with Linda, one of the things you had in the notes, which I thought, which there was a whole back and forth that you mentioned, Gina, when Linda tries to get. Uh, Monica to like after Bill breaks up with her and she forces that meeting too, right? Yeah, that letter. Yeah, the letter, exactly. That's what I want to talk about. I did not know that That this irritated me. (laughs) Yeah, I had no idea this happened. I had no idea the meeting between uh, her, uh, uh, Monica and Bill, that and the two meetings afterward happened where they openly talked about the Paula Jones case where he knew what, where he talked about Linda trip with her. I had no idea any of that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, I mean, they have a relationship. There's no, no doubt about it. And I think that Betty, his, uh, his, you know, accomplice admin. <laughs> uh, well, I, she she testified about this, you know, um, so she would know exactly about all the meetings and help arrange. You know, she helped arrange the gift giving and and everything else. And that's I weird mean, to me. What what is the deal with the gift giving? Like that's just bizarre. Is that I, I don't I don't get it. Is that just something? I don't know. I I can't I, even like wrap my head around that that's not a kind of relationship well, i would ever be involved in like, weird wait a second you for not getting... being able to totally have sex <laughs> yeah, what is right? this like, this is so weird i think it's a weird presidential <laughs> and what was the name formality? of that book she okay what is that book she gave to him called I, I, okay the book is called disease and representation okay okay i saw disease and that was the only word i saw because i had a thing on my eye but anyway i was like what did that say and i didn't back it up so disease okay go ahead and tell us about uh, that she was a she was a psych major in college and it okay. looks to me like it's a psychology book in terms of mental disease and how they're represented and and she said it was her favorite book i'm just, like super curious i'm like should i see if I can get this for free on Google. Uh, I mean, on uh, Amazon. <laughs> but, um, anyway, yeah, that I thought was that was really, very that was, strange. That was just, that was really strange. Like when he gave her the hat pin and whatever. Oh, that's Leaves sweet, whatever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but like disease, and, oh my gosh, that was, that was weird. And it was yeah. such an awkward, like, because <laughs> he's like. There's a beach read for okay. you. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm with you, Bill. I don't get it either. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Uh, it makes me wonder if that book has, has insight into the inner workings of Monica Lewinsky's psyche. Actually, mm. I'm sure it does. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's a little crazy. Yeah, um, to me, I felt like it was, she was kind of, it was kind of like a cutie kind of joke thing, right? Yeah. Like, you're so I, smart. I thought that's what like she was me. shooting for. Yeah, but... like we're both nerdy. But I think in the in the midst of what was going on, in his life and the way he was feeling about this relationship and what was going on with Paula Jones and, and, and just in like, general, he's got like the whole world's concerns on his shoulder. Yeah. He's the, the leader of the free world at the time. I think he um, saw that more as a like, Oh gosh, maybe I really need to read this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I am the disease. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that was bizarre. That, and it was so awkward. <laughs> yeah but then they go on to have this breakup conversation and i love right. that he's like but you know we can be friends and if you come here as a friend then no one's gonna think anything's going on i'm like really that's what you think and don't you know women hate that line i want to be friends <laughs> yeah because it, it doesn't work out very often <laughs> yeah well, do you think that i when he said that to her I had a kind of a different um, idea. Did you think it was like friends, nudge, nudge, wink, wink? Uh-huh. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Like we're going to be friends, meaning if you want to FWB. do this again. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe if possible, right? Friends with right, benefits right. barring any right. major lawsuits that are going on. Like basically if you can kind of weather this storm. Right. Uh, we, can you maybe, can't be my girlfriend. Yeah. Look, you can't be my exactly, girlfriend. But exactly. <laughs> which is still, uh, I mean, which well, I think is like it could have been a weird boundary he was trying to keep mm -hmm. because he, you know, and I think he was talking about Jennifer Flowers, the affair he had that he almost left yep, Hillary and Chelsea for. But um, maybe he thought if we just say it's friends, then I'm not going to be tempted to like leave my wife and kid again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he did kind of say, you know, she deserved more. She's a young woman and yep. she has a whole life ahead of her. And, um, yeah, we'll go on to do great things like a teardown book and TV series of me later in your life. <laughs> <laughs> And executive produce some new HBO things that are coming out too, right? Oh. Um, yeah, I thought that the whole conversation and the back and forth, it I the way I read it was he was basically saying, yeah, if you can weather this, if we can get through this, we can we'll see what happens on the other end. But I'm never going to leave my wife for you. I'm not going to leave my daughter for you. Mm. But it's up to you. If you still want to do this, I'm kind of open <laughs> to it, right? Like, I'm still yeah. open to it. I don't um, think that's how she took it, though, because yeah. she's 22. And even yeah. if she had been with an older married man before, like you said, Gina, her mm -hmm. teacher or whatever, um, there's no way that she took it that way because girls that age, 
no matter how emotionally mature they think they are, they would not. I know this from ha- being a girl, from having a daughter and from knowing lots of girls. Well, I think it's the same. Well, I'll tell you what, I think it'd be the same for a dude. If, if uh, it's just a person who's kind of in love with a person who's not really in love with them. Right. Like, right. I think that he was, I think to her, he was, she was, she was really more of a fantasy to her than he was to her. Does that make sense? I think that she actually saw that they got along really well. Like the way she talks to Linda about and the book, giving him the book, like she was kind of buying into their relationship where to him, this was a fantasy. And you'd think it would be the other way around because he's the president and she's the intern. But I think really she had a more realistic view. And that's I think that's what was scary to him is he felt Mm, himself kind of being pulled away, you know, into his. uh, And it seems like I mean, we see it later with the whole thing about I did not have sex, like the difference between sex and a bloat and like. Who even you gotta say the like whole that? sentence though, Axel. I did wasn't it? I did that not woman. have sex sexual with that relations. woman. Yeah. yeah, sexual relations with that woman, so Ms. Weird. Lewinsky. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a weird like I don't even know like that's like kids on a playground. What I remember at the time thinking too, and we'll, I mean when we get to it in the show, it's like who taught? It's like third base or second base. What base? It's like you're an adult. Like. <laughs> It's just a str- it's just strange, but it shows the way he had a pathology about sex, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was definitely this dude needs help. Like he he can't separate things, and the way he does, the his level his levels of intimacy are really fucked up and inappropriate. Well. I mean, I think he's got a lot of different levels, though, and I think he can separate the... I I mean, I almost think it's the opposite. I think if he had full-on had sex with her numerous times, it would have been less emotional for him. I don't think he would have done it numerous times. I think by not doing it, because I've heard him, I've heard that he's banged a ton of women. So, um, you know, and, and none of them seem to have been as special as Monica Lewinsky or Jennifer yeah, Flowers. That's true. So, so, so it's like, it's like, um, um, um Anne Boleyn and Henry VIII, where she wouldn't let him go all the way <laughs> until yes. he married her. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> that's what it just made me think of when you were talking about it. I was like, <laughs> Um, yeah. Like you can't, you can't have it till, till you marry me. And then it usually winds up turning out, you know, well, maybe not with her head cut off, but. Well, that's interesting <laughs> though, because there is a, there is a kind of, you know, there's a power dynamic obviously involved in that too. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's honestly, it's actually a very yeah. <laughs> interesting comparison. <laughs> we could go down a, a rabbit hole with that. <laughs> Um, I hadn't even thought about that till you were anyway. <laughs> but uh, the thing, another part of this, and this is still on Bill and Monica, is the part where, and this is what really had me riveted while, and the, I thought they really did this very well, the way they just kept it going, um, which is where Monica's talking to Linda and Linda's talking to her and then Linda's talking 
to uh, Kathleen and then it gets back to her and then yes. Monica ends up saying it to the and then Clint and it's like and then you have the president talking to his secret um, uh, dalliance about these other women and reporters and it's like a it's like a whole gossip train right that did and this really did happen which i well they claim and i just think that it's so interesting to me that when we think about events like this we think it's this huge thing but it's really just like a pta meeting or something think ships you know and it's just gossip (laughs) it's just gossipy people gossiping Yeah. yeah people gossiping and some of it's true and some of it's not, but he hears stuff that's true and he starts to get concerned. And then it's involving the president and he's like, I heard you talk to Linda. And she's like, I didn't talk to Linda. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, uh Oh, it's happening now. Yeah. This is really, this is so high school. It's if she, if she had known one little iota of what Linda really was like and had known to never trust her. I mean, like on some other timeline and some other Mm. uh, alternate universe, like, because if she had never trusted her to begin with, she probably would have stopped seeing him at the first point instead of like going, but maybe not. Um, But with this, like, she just like told her that. And then it just came right back to him. Like, I bet you that happened in just a matter of like two days or a day or something Mm -hmm. like they showed it in the show because, and, and you could tell he was, he was not pleased about that at all. Like, Uh don't be running talking about my business. Yeah. And it's, it was really surprising to me too, is, I mean, I have, forgiven bill clinton a lot in my mind or maybe not forgiven but just not gotten really like too pissed off about it because he pretty much has more of the same political leanings that i do right like we've talked about it i'm biased so i generally just thought this was just a real fuck up on his part and to see that he knew what was going on and how he how they didn't just come clean how at this point like the minute he has that conversation with her to not realize that it's over right like this Uh this is this is done this is coming out uh is beyond me and i'm really interested to see the next episode of how they portray the next steps that he took after this there's Uh a little bit of a hint and I don't, you know, why I don't normally watch the previews, but you know, there's just that one mention of Hillary. She won't let me. She won't. Yeah, she won't <laughs> let me settle. I know. Oh and no, and that, that was so funny because he's like, yeah. he's like, she won't let me. He's like Paula, and he's like Hillary. Hillary. I knew it was Hillary that he met all the while. I was like, oh yep. yeah, no, she won't. And that's what I feel like we're gonna. That's what we're gonna learn about next, right? Yeah. Like we're only seeing one part of this person really because they are like one person together so and one part of this presidency so i am really interested to see where it goes from here because i'm just astonished that he had this much information at this point i had no idea that he even knew 
that trip and he kept was involved. Doing that stupid shit. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, yeah. You know? Like you kept engaging in the risky yeah. behavior, buddy. You yeah. kept engaging. It's, it's really it, it just shows you the levels of power and you know, it's these uh shark people that I talked about. They just can't stop. Yeah. Right. So I that didn't... scene you were just, I wanted to say one thing about that scene okay. you just talked about where he, you know, said Hillary won't let him. One of the things I picked <laughs> up on was, was where he like did his whole litany of all the quote unquote crimes of the Clintons, like all boom, 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 boom. And I was like, that, 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 that was one of the things that like brought me to like 2020 or whatever, because like, or even 2000 or 2010, like when everybody's always griping about whatever this and that that the Clintons did you know the conservatives or whatever talking about them and it just was funny because he just like listed all the things and the last one was like and my best friend just killed himself or whatever wasn't that Kathleen's husband no No, that was a different guy but (laughs) but side note we talk about Kathleen's husband he killed himself the same day that supposedly Clinton came on to her in the White House Yes. Really? Look, at, look on the Wikipedia. Um, it's It says her husband's death date is the same day that she alleges that Bill Clinton made a pass at her. It's like November 29th, uh, 1993. Um, and it's strange. And I thought this has got to be a typo. But then I kind of did some Googling and it's like, no, it, it comes up in a couple other places. <laughs> that is bizarre. How come no one investigated that? That seems really suspicious to me. If she's even that believable, she, her story, it looks like I read up on her. It looks like it's changed. It changes a lot, but um, yeah. Yeah. She's a little weird. That was weird. Yeah. Well, they, I, I, it was interesting to me because they really portrayed her in a certain way in the first couple times she's with Linda and then she really turns it around on her mm-hmm. at her house. And that's why I liked that, okay, this is happening now, I'm glad. But then I was surprised that it was coming from her, but we really didn't know much about her. And I think that yeah. that's something that uh, that this show is doing too, which is people are representing themselves in one way and then again in another way. And I don't think that's a lot, la- I don't think that's poor writing. I think that's DC. Right. That's what I do. Too. Yeah. And it depends too. what room they're in, how they're acting. Just like you said, um, we didn't talk too much about it, but I thought it was really interesting when we go to the uh, the whole party of the conservatives, which would be yeah. like, oh, my God, like the most insufferable party and terrible thing. I, I couldn't imagine that. Would, that was like hell, like just walking <laughs> past annoying people. And, uh, and, um, but the way that Coulter kind of got him to talk a little and you know what I mean? Like Uh she knew what was going, everything we're seeing and like with the way that Linda Tripp's so obsessed with that and being a part of it. But the truth is in the end. She really was right. Like it's, we're kind of laughing that they're meeting like, you know, um, all the president's men style around the, the reflecting pool. <laughs> you know, like, yes. That's where spies always meet. Right. And, but in the end, she really was, that's what I was struck with. 
um, whether it's Kathleen Willie or Linda Tripp or any of the people that are involved here, however blatant their appeal, Paula Jones and her husband is for power. Oh, man, her husband. Yeah, but they what really, in the end, they kind of, they did get a lot of attention. You know what I mean? Like they kind of mm-hmm. got what they were after. I don't know if yeah. that, that's not very positive message, but it's it's yeah. a sad one, you know? Um, Something that I have to bring up is the fact that we are three episodes in and we have not had a meaningful scene with Hillary Clinton yeah. yet. I know. Yeah, that's what there was only the bathroom yeah. scene, right? Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Oh, it is. But I almost think also, is this like, how are they going to position her at this point? Because we know Bill Clinton seems lonely and she hasn't been around at all as far as we've really seen. And are they going to paint her out to be a villain? Are they going to paint her out to be the one that is truly in control, both of their relationship and perhaps the presidency in some way? I mean, I'm just kind of waiting for it because I feel like the buildup to her really having scenes and entering the show is going to be game changing. Yeah. I can't help but think it's like, what's in store for Hillary Clinton? Because I don't think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a really poor representation of her. I think they're going to make her look like a crazy power hungry bitch. That's just kind of my spidey sense telling me that. Mm, I don't know. I almost feel like we may, I think it might be more complicated than that in there. Definitely. It makes you feel with the way that bill The way that Monica is just coming in and out of the Oval Office, Betty's just talking to him about her. It seems so open, right? But Uh in in many ways, that's so so off the rails, right? (laughs) Like that's improper. I almost feel like they might have Hillary kind of come in and whip this thing into shape and kind of open his eyes to what's going on. Like we might get a good talking to like her introduction might be like, Hey Bill, what the fuck are you doing? Like well, look what's that doesn't happening really here. differ with me saying yeah. that she's going to be the one running the show. Yeah, no, <laughs> a little bit of yeah more complicated, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know that it'll be totally <laughs> bad, but I think that, I think that I, I would think that they might show her being more of the brains behind the operation. Oh, I think definitely that. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think there's a doubt about that. I'm just wondering about the temperament that everything is going to be. Um, yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah. they're exaggerating everyone, so you're probably right about that. That's I don't true. think she's going to be the friendliest person in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think like, there's a good, like, <laughs> I think there's a, a good hugs. likelihood <laughs> it'll be something like what you're thinking, Gina. Yeah. But also they could, I mean, because... I don't know because I haven't like delved into stories about the life of the Clintons ever. Uh, So I really can't say anything for sure, but like how much was Monica around when Hillary was actually around and isn't Monica like the, one of the producers of this. So maybe she's only going to give her a very small role, like kind of showing her kind of background, like, Oh, she was there too. You know, when she had to go up and with him, when he did his whatever in front of the country after when he, 
I oh, can't even man. remember all we the got stuff. A lot of crazy you know, like coming. <laughs> right. So she may just like it may also be that she's just kind of background stuff. Who knows? But um, I'm I'm betting that it's probably not going to be in the most positive light. But like yeah, I've never been bad. a real big fan of Hillary personally. That's just me. I've just and that's but like the way I perceive her uh, as a wife. Not I mean not saying like they're personal relationship the way I've perceived it from their public persona that they put off is, you know, they did seem to marry because they, they were good on paper or whatever, however you want to look at it, political leanings and things like that. And, you know, they, they got along or whatever, and they, they had similar goals. And so they got married and Hillary just strikes me as one of those um, people who's kind of asexual. They're like, I don't Uh, hate sex or anything. I'm just not that big into it, but that's my own opinion. (laughs) That's how I, she comes across to me. So like, it's not like lovey dovey. So like, maybe, maybe she was a wife that, would look the other way as long as he was discreet, but mm-hmm. then he quit being discreet, you know, yeah. and they would, you know, have sex from time to time or whatever. Or maybe they didn't, maybe they just had sex to have Chelsea. I don't know. Jenny's but like, <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean? It's maybe like, just so, a, maybe just the tip, but, but oh. also like <clears throat> Monica being the other woman or whatever, and her having a say in how this is written out, yeah. she's probably not going to put her in the most positive light. And she hasn't been, cause she hasn't been nice to her either. That right. is one thing right. that I think um, my impression has been that there hasn't been much coming from Hillary Clinton along the lines of, hey, she was a 22-year-old intern. She's a woman like me. You know what I mean? If that was me. Right. Uh-huh. And I think that the impression has been that she's looking at her like, you try to steal my man, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you got in the way of things. I, you know, yeah. it's the eternal question, the Clinton. And, and I do wonder if that's what you just said with the, you got in the way of things, if that yeah. is not more of why she resents Monica <laughs> than yeah. that she was having sex with her husband. But it could be both. I, I mean, yeah. these are obviously only my opinions. I have no I knowledge know. into their personal relationships. You never, <laughs> you never know. Like, I don't want people to be mad at me. <laughs> Too late, Jenny. Circle send message. Um, Yeah, I mean, that is like we're, I mean, we're going to talk about it on this episode. Every episode is what's the deal. And I'm interested to see if they get into that on this show too, you know? Um, This show has been known to, I mean, already we've seen in a couple episodes to take a stand on the way things may have went. So maybe Hillary says, hey, Bill, we had an agreement. Why couldn't, you know, I'm interested to see if they try to define their relationship in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, it's Edie Falco and it's going to be some great scenes, her as Hillary. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm looking forward to. If, she, if you're not going to have her play or do some great monologues or great scene work. You're not going to cast somebody like that in. Right. The I hope you are right. Cause you know, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. just the way I see it. You're just going to cast someone else. That's like a, you know, more of an up and comer or maybe some, you know what I'm saying? Like more routine person, not one of the, not 
a reason why some people are tuning in. You know, she's a big deal. And it kind of coincidentally comes at the time when this new Sopranos movie is coming out in uh, next week, actually. And oh. one of the deals with this film is that, um, what's her name? Vera Farminga played, uh-huh. I think, I believe she plays Tony's mom as a young Ooh, woman. A and yeah. she ha- wears a fake nose to look like Carmela, to look like Edie Falco. Because I was just listening to an interview with uh, David Chase. So a lot of people mistakenly think that she's in the movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, oh, might... so it's almost like they want to position it as Tony married his mom. Yes. Not not they almost. That's exactly what they were doing <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. That's exactly what they were doing. Um, which I always mm-hmm. thought from The Sopranos. I always thought Carmela was... Way more than just a wife. She was a partner in crime in many ways. And I think that she went along with, she knew what was happening. Um, that's another discussion though. The Sopranos yeah. is another thing, man. I can't wait for that. <laughs> but it could be, a, what I'm saying is it could just be, it could be the next couple weeks could actually be a big week for a big couple weeks for her. Um, and so if that's what we're going to next episode, which is more of a Hillary episode of the next couple, we should see more of her. Let's talk a little bit about Paula Jones, because we did get to see a little oh, bit more of her. Mostly, she wins the um, the uh, Supreme Court case, mm-hmm. right? E- even the yep. little Jewish lady. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Poor Ruth. Right? That's yeah. what she says. Even the little Jewish lady voted for her. Um, but it, it it reminds you of a time when there was somewhat of a sanity to the Supreme court, right? Like where the nine judges could get together and they could say, Hey, regardless of, uh, his political affiliation, the president should be allowed. And I think actually they're very right. This was a great, this was in many ways a helpful, I think, Mm -hmm. I I think in some respects it's been a little bit overturned if I'm, I I don't know if I'm incorrect about that. Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, I think you're right because, um, well, they've been able to get out of it in other ways. I think, I know Trump did pushing off lawsuits, you know, saying that it interfered or that it, it, there was some kind the information could lead to, uh, the release of secrets or something. But what is your, what's your, I want to hear what you have to say about Paula Jones and her hubby, Jenny. He's disgusting. Like he's, I just can't even with him because like, he's so controlling and, and just like, oh, I just, uh, I don't even have words. I'm sorry, Axel. I I don't have words because he makes me angry the way that he controls her. And then the way that, that what's her name? Susie, Judith Light's character, the way she manipulates him to then get Paula to do what she wants her to do. That makes me so angry. That whole situation makes me so angry. I feel so bad for Paula. I know me too. Yeah. I'm like, this girl got the raw end of the deal. Like she didn't even want to be famous. Her husband wanted to be famous. He's the one that made her go there. And then he berates her and treats her like shit the whole. Oh, it makes me so angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very um, disturbing how this poor little thing is just a pawn and she's just not, you know, 
she's not savvy enough to understand how she's just totally being used at this right point. and i mean maybe some of that is like creative license and they like exaggerated it but i'm assuming that somebody had input as to what these people really were like and so that she was at least somewhat you know manipulated if maybe not fully manipulated but she appears to have been fully manipulated in this mm-hmm. and it, it's just awful yeah i agree Yep. I think you put it succinctly. Um, great acting uh, by mm-hmm. the husband. And um, he plays that kind of character so many times on Saturday Night Live and other things. But he's really going. It's funny the way someone could do something for comedy and then they do the same thing serious. And you're like, comedy and drama are very similar thing, right? Like it's a thin line. Mm-hmm. He, he does it very well. And you have it in the notes, uh, Gina, that it's so true the way Susie, she did it last episode too, talking to him on the sly mm-hmm. to work him up. Um, and the way they work, he gets worked up. This isn't a, this is not an apology. And, yeah. and Paul is sitting there $700,000. Well, gosh, even a hundred thousand dollars would be more money than my family's ever seen, you know? Yeah. And it's just really sad because, and he's putting her through this and yeah. mistreating her the whole time and then uh-huh. forces her to just not take the settlement, which she was just so excited. Uh. I wonder this, though, okay? Is Susie in contact with anybody else of, of our, any of our other friends, Ann Coulter? Oh, yes, I know? think 100%. Okay, so you see the yes. line there of Coulter getting pissed off. Yeah. Oh, they're going to settle. Who- yeah, we have yep. to do whatever it takes to make sure that yep. doesn't happen. And then it's Susie, you know. And I think just makes yeah, you sick. They got to yeah. her and then she gets to him and then he gets to Paula Jones. Yeah. And then she loses out on any opportunity. Perhaps later, I don't know, she may have written a book, she may have done whatever, but at what cost because she is there's going to be more stuff's going to come out her name, you know, they're right about this and we're going to see. And it, I, I think it's, you know, Ryan Murphy is great. And I think it's great the way that they're, they're sh- foreshadowing what's going to happen to Monica with what's happening to Paula Jones. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see yeah. is sh- how they take it because they're different people. And the way that Paula is being pushed and cajoled, we've already seen though, with the very first scene of the show, where Monica says, let that bitch watch uh, mm-hmm. about Linda Tripp, that she's going to have a little bit of a different uh, come to Jesus moment than Paul, maybe Paula Jones does. But I, I still think to watch these two stories is really cool the way that they're doing this. Mm-hmm. I agree. I dig it. All right. Any, is there anything else? What else we got? Oh, there was a line that Ann Coulter said that I found amusing, too, where she was saying something about the flabby con men coming into the (laughs) thing. And I was like, that was so 2016. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, that was it. Yep. That's that's exact. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's standing up and she says that she waves her arms yeah. around. I remember that. Yeah. And she puts emphasis on yeah. lots of different words. Yeah. Con Smolder, man. man, she is a really good actress. There was a movie that she was in um, where it's she's like addicted to working out 
Oh, what's hmm. the heck? What is the name of that movie? I want to look it up because that was a. I want to just tell everybody to go watch that movie. There, I'm. I'm on her IMDb right now, and she. I think it was directed by. All right, let's see how fast I can get through things. Stumptown, The Simpsons, Avengers. I was so sad. Stumptown wasn't renewed. Yeah, that was a good show. It really was. Um, is it Results? I think that's the name of the movie. Yeah, results exactly. With um, exerciseaholic. Yeah, Guy Pierce, Colby Smolders, Kevin Corrigan, Kevin Corrigan. I love him. Good, good little. I love that dude. Um, directed by Andrew Bachalski. Who is Andrew Bachalski? What else is he? Now we're just going down a dip. Oh man, yeah. he directed Computer Chess. Oh, that is a great movie. Does anybody remember that movie? No. no. Okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Axel goes down movie hole on the show. All right. We'll wrap it up. Um, Jenny, it's been wonderful to have you on this show. I think we had a great episode. We're going to, maybe we'll have you back. We got seven more episodes if you're interested. Yeah. It'd be fun. I enjoyed it. Thanks for inviting me. I, I've had a blast. Cool. It was cool. fun talking to you cool. guys. All right. Cool. You got anything else uh, for us, Gina? I give this episode three berets and one Matt Drudge hat. All right. All right. What do you get? Okay. What's your rating? Jenny, we got to do ratings. Is it ratings out of five? Is it out of five? Yeah, out of five. Um, I'll give it, I'll give it uh, two berets and two Matt Drudge hats. I'm going to give okay. it four too. All right. I'm going to give it four episodes of Major Dad. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh Lord. Freaking Gerald McRaney canceled. That was a sad part, wasn't it? They really they got me there. They got well, me to feel I, bad for I her. think that was sad because yep. Linda Trepp realized how insignificant was yep. she was. And then that's when right. she went off on her newsweek chair. Exactly. Nope. That's when she decided I'm gonna be I'll show one. you my pretty exactly. She really is the witch. Yep. She is a witch. Yep. In this fairy tale. She's awful. Just not All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Oh, and hey, I wanted to say we got a review. On the oh. iTunes, and Ooh, I wanted good to job. good job, guys. Yeah, look at that. I wanted to say give a thank you, and also we got uh, on Twitter someone reached out shells thirteen. Thank you very much for the review. We really appreciate it. We got three reviews so far, so nice. give wow. us some reviews. And iTunes tells me there's at least three hundred people listening to us, at least. That's what nice. iTunes awesome. says. That's great. So thank you for listening, everyone. And send us an email, dvrpodcast at gmail.com, or just keep listening and never tell us and enjoy it anyway. It's your choice. <laughs> Either way, we're going to be back next week. So peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye. All right. That was awesome. <laughs>